0: Deceptions podcast. We are increasingly seeking information online that conforms to what we already believe and confirms the directions in which we wish to go. Imagine a DeLorean time machine car appears outside your house this year and you get in and you're told that you're going to 2052 to see what the future looks like. You arrive and you see what it actually looks like 30 years from now. Do you want that future? What would you do to get there or to get away from that future? That's what we're going to find out. How about this? So I was getting a cab to the airport from the Gold Coast in Queensland, starting the long trip home to Perth on the other side of the continent, and there are two major stop-offs on the Gold Coast, the old, slightly funky part, Coolangatta, and the ritzy Surfer's Paradise part. And Coolangatta is about a 10-minute cab ride to the airport, that's the bit I was taking, and Surfer's Paradise is about half an hour to 40 minutes. So it's a short trip for me. So I jump in, And the first thing the cabbie says is, don't mind my little dog, as it jumps onto my lap and nestles in. That's fine, I can cope with that for about 10 minutes. And then the driver starts to talk, and it's 10 minutes of the weirdest conspiracy theory stuff I have ever heard. Five key things I don't know apparently, but I need to know about planet alignments, about COVID, about government secrets. Completely bizarre stuff from YouTube, that most trusted of news sources. And all five points were downloaded to me in a 10 minute trip. As my friend said to me out running the other day, I bet he had a 40 minute version of that if you'd been coming from surface paradise. No doubt. At about three minutes into the conversation, I was checking the car doors just to make sure they had handles on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I got out of the cab at the airport walking into the terminal just thinking, what a weird start to the day. A seemingly normal cab driver on the Gold Coast with a cute little dog who inhabits a completely different planet. And that's not the half of it really, is it? That he thinks those things. That he believes the videos he's watching. That's one thing. The other thing, and perhaps this is where it's really going and where it's getting concerning, is that he felt no shame in telling me. No sense of, I better keep this stuff to myself because people will think I'm weird. No, he felt duty-bound to let me know, to ensure that I was not missing out on this important information. In fact, so important was it for me to have that information passed on, information that he alone, okay, not he alone, but a select few were privy to, that he cut to the chase. As I got into the cab, there were no niceties. Where are you heading back to? What were you doing here? But the important stuff straight away. Stuff about the immediate future of the planet and the cabal that was running and ruining the whole thing. And of course, this would be sort of funny if it were not for the fact that just now, as 2022 closes, as I record this, we've had the funerals of two police officers slain after a shootout in Australia that took the lives of six people also in Queensland. And this happened after a trio, two brothers and a woman who was married to one of them and had been married to the other, went down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories post-COVID. And this trio, armed to the teeth, lured police to their back-block property and the slaughter began. And it was ended only by backup police in which all three of the perpetrators went down shooting. Not all journeys with conspiracy theorists end with a tip and a thank you for the ride. So where's it all going? Well, I'm asking that question as the year wraps up. According to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the word of the year for 2022 was gaslighting. What's the chance on the cusp of 2023 that by this time next year, the word of the year will be conspiracy? Well, maybe not, maybe I'm just gaslighting you. But it feels that the claims and the counterclaims of conspiracy are ramping up from both sides of the cultural divide. And I can't see that changing into next year. But not that that's new. If you were raised as a teen or early 20s in the 80s and 90s, every second Hollywood movie was a conspiracy theory movie in which the conspiracy turned out to be true. The government, the military, big pharma, etc. They were all out to fool the populace, including you, and they were planning their evil trajectories for the lives of unsuspecting billions. They needed to be exposed. And there was always one man, an impossibly good-looking man who could do that, who could pull back the curtain, so to speak, in the manner of that original conspiracy theory movie, The Wizard of Oz, and show us all what's really going on behind all the lies from the aforementioned big pharma, military, government. The good news, however, especially for us ugly types here in the 2020s, is that we no longer have to be impossibly good-looking to be involved in the end of this charade. We have the internet home to all the truth you're ever really going to need, if you wish to live the truth, or at least the truth as you might wish it to be. In other words, we are increasingly seeking information online that conforms to what we already believe and confirms the directions in which we wish to go. And it seems that the rise of online life has coincided with a peak in distrust towards institutions. And that's a heady cocktail. You can get information unchecked and unsourced from anywhere in the world at the drop of a hat, the click of a button, actually, and algorithms will do the rest of the work for you. Gone are the days, too, when Walter Cronkite famously ended the CBS Nightly News with this line. And that's the way it is. Now, imagine hearing those words today from the government or mainstream media. That's the way it is even the least conspiratorial of us will say, yeah, right, that's the way it is from your perspective. And that's being generous. More often than not, we're likely to reflexively think, that's the way you want us to think it is for your own reasons. And all of that's not without reason, is it? We've been raised in an age when the most heroic thing one can do is unmask the power plays behind language. We're constantly being told that we haven't listened to the truth-telling voices because the powerful have drowned those voices out. And who is more powerful and more all-pervading than big government, big media, big pharma, big whoever? You see, the key to conspiracy theories is that the big man, and it's usually a man, is keeping the small people like us in the dark. But fortunately, our new technologies are bypassing these traditional gatekeepers and allowing us unfettered action to the truth, or at least the truth the way we would like it. Now, if you're tempted to shake your head and think, how can anyone believe a conspiracy theory? Then a piece of comedy I watched recently by a black American comedian is good for a laugh. And it's good for a think too. Here's how he goes. He stands there and he says, I just don't understand how you don't believe in any conspiracy theories. I understand not all of them, not even most of them but you don't believe in any conspiracy theories? And the audience is laughing and sitting on this. And then he says this, you just think the government's batting a thousand at telling us the whole truth? Well, that's a strong stance to take. And then he lands it this way. But I do know this, a government is placed in charge of all of its people. And I'm a father who's been placed in charge of just one son, punchline coming, and I lie to him all of the time. It's funny, but it's true, isn't it? Or is it funny because it's true? (laughs) Or put it this way, there's something ludicrous, ludicrous and dangerous about the QAnon conspiracy theorists. The nonsense that has come to be known as Pizzagate came from them. And that was the idea that the presidential candidate in 2016, Hillary Clinton, along with a cabal of high-profile Democrats, was running a human trafficking and child sex ring from a downtown Washington DC pizza parlor. And people believe that, and it's crazy. Except, of course, we call it Pizzagate, adding the gate bid on, just like we do with so many other scandals. And that's because it's in homage to the Watergate scandal, which you would not have believed unless the newspaper had told you that it happened, in which the sitting president, Richard Nixon, was involved in a break-in of the Democratic Party headquarters, and he had to resign in disgrace. No wonder people aren't trusting their institutions. You see, some conspiracies aren't simply theories. They're actual conspiracies. (laughs) The problem we're facing is that with all the information flying around, we're not sure which is which. Well, that's not quite true. We're not sure to what extent we should believe some things. Conspiracy theories work best, it seems, when they take a grain of truth and extrapolate it out and add all these other things, a whole flotilla of ideas to them that just make it untrue. So topic A could be true if all the planets aligned in a certain way and if this happened and maybe perhaps and so on. But I think our comedian friend is right. Our governments do lie to us. And added to that, mainstream media is less about reporting the way it is in these postmodern times or even pretending that is what they are generally doing. Too much of it is about activism about achieving things the way it should be according to their perspectives. So it is true that Donald Trump was out of order in declaring that the Democrats were going to steal the 2020 election, and that set off the shameful scenes that culminated in January 6. There are still people today who believe that the election was stolen. So that's true. But it's also completely true that the celebrated Hunter Biden laptop issue, in which the president's son's laptop, which was left in to be repaired, contained all sorts of yucky stuff that might have been a threat to the Biden campaign. That's true. And it is true that a group of mainstream news outlets with no justification or proof declared that the laptop was doctored. It was a piece of Russian misinformation, it was a conspiracy theory itself and it was designed to destabilise the Democrats' chance of winning the election. Yet we've since found out that 70 FBI senior leaders also knew that the laptop issue had nothing to do with the Russians, but went along with it anyway. Our comedian friend is more on the money than we may be. A refusal to believe conspiracies is often a public sign that we are more intelligent than others. But sometimes conspiracies can be true. But here's another spanner in the works. Sam Harris, one of the fabled Four Horsemen of the Atheist Apocalypse, has recently said that even if the media and the FBI did collude to discredit the information source around Hunter Biden's laptop, it was actually worth it. Why? Because it achieved the right outcome, the defeat of Donald Trump, a classic case of the ends justifying the means. Is that all we're left with? An unethical decision in order to achieve an ethical outcome on a grander scale, the old Jews are hiding in the basement when the Nazis arrive at the door scenario? It seems that we have so many sources of information telling us so many conflicting things. The late 21st century is a time when the ability to source information easily and even to create misinformation easily and disseminate it has coincided with these huge levels of distrust. And scandal after scandal has not helped. Obfuscation and obstruction of justice is seen as the order of the day. And the pandemic came at exactly the wrong time, if ever there's a right time for a pandemic, in this cycle of mistrust in institutions and the democratisation and rapid dissemination of information and misinformation. So, what can we do about all this? Well, looking back over the past few years, I can't see that 2023 is going to be any less of a conspiracy theory year. Perhaps it feels then that we can't do much, other than sign out of our social media platforms, at least for the holiday season. Okay, until after Christmas Day. Well, for tomorrow at least. Probably every second day in 2023. That's my New Year's resolution. And we live in a cultural moment in which it's perfectly reasonable to say to someone, that's your truth, or to say, you may not agree, but this is my lived experience. And we also live at a time in the West in which language, especially language around matters to do with the body and personhood, have become so rubbery that definitions in general are unstable and impossible to pin down. There's also the sense that the authenticity project that we're all on in the West rewards us when we can find a source of distinction that's different from what anyone else thinks or believes, or acts. That's different from the unthinking herd, so to speak. And that source of distinction makes us feel proud. And conspiracy theories fit into that so well. I alone know the truth. Well, a small subset deemed worthy of knowing it as well. Perhaps it's time to take the words of Jesus seriously if we don't already. In speaking to the people who were starting to follow him, he had a lot to say about how we use words. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's what he said. And it sounds simple. But what Jesus is saying is this. Make a straight line correspondence between what you say and what you do. Don't couch your responses in all sorts of nudge, nudge, wink, wink caveats. That give you a get-out-of-jail-free clause somewhere. In fact, one of the distinguishing marks of the early church as we read the letters of St Paul in the New Testament is that requirement of straightforward correspondence language. And there were Christians living in a context of all sorts of what are known as mystery cults who had inside knowledge available to those who'd been initiated. Proof, if ever it were needed, that having a source of distinction that sets you apart from others, access to levels of truth that others do not have, has always been a matter of pride. Jesus himself had many conspiracies made up about him, a whole bunch of misinformation, including false witnesses at his trial and those who would spread rumours that his disciples stole his body after his resurrection. Yet what does he say of himself? Not that he knew the truth, Or even just had access to it and could give you that knowledge and access at a price. But that he was the truth, still is the truth. What Jesus is saying is that the words that he speaks correspond exactly 100% with reality. And that has been true of no one else ever. And if it's true of him, then I think he's worth investigating. And I think that means that those who follow Jesus have a calling to follow suit, to refuse to go down the YouTube rabbit holes of conspiracy, to refuse to allow these things to become sources of distinction, in which fellow believers is less about fellow Christians and more about whether that person sees the COVID issue the same way you do, or thinks that the election result was determined by some outside force that only a few privileged people know about. Jesus did say after all, that those who followed him would know the truth and that the truth would set them free. If the last few years are any indication, then following the conspiracy theories has bound people up, not set them free. The world of conspiracy theories may promise to set you free, but as we go into 2023, And with my money on the word conspiracy perhaps being word of the year, it's worth asking whether the truth you are chasing is liberating you in the way that Jesus said truth would do or whether it's binding and blinding you. Because here's the point. Sometimes if you're worried that you're being taken for a ride and not just in a Gold Coast cab to the airport, the truth can be found in the simplest explanation. conceptions podcast